This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Get a Casper mattress and get a great night's sleep. Try it for 100 nights risk-free. Go to casper.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Terms and conditions do apply. All right. Now you've caught us. We're in the middle of a Sean Connery, uh, uh, Daniel Craig controversy. And it's going to get ugly. We might as well start there right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will make a stand. I will raise my voice. I will hold your hand. Cause we are one. I will beat my drum. I have made my choice. We will overcome. Cause we are one. This is one name that you go for immediately. This is your pick right here. Building the new administration. Building the new Building. administration. Drain in the swamp. Drain in the swamp. Uh, the new transportation secretary. Somebody fresh, somebody new, somebody is exciting. Um, Elaine Chow. Now, in case you don't know who Elaine Chow is, she was with the Bush administration. We all remember that. But we should also remember Chow is her maiden name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. McConnell is her is her married name. Yes, this is, uh, the, she is married to the Senate Majority Leader. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Now, my guess is this is uh, Donald Trump wanting to make sure his trillion-dollar stimulus package is passed. I mean, think about that. The person outwardly advocating for the trillion-dollar stimulus plan of, of infrastructure spending will be Elaine Chao, who is married to the person who needs to get it passed in the Senate. So if you are into the trillion-dollar stimulus package, this is a brilliant move. Seriously, it is. It is. It's a brilliant move. And Elaine Shaw is not some, I mean, she's an established, a, a very establishment figure. She was a secretary of labor uh, under yep. George W. Bush. Uh, but again, not a terrible, awful pick, generally speaking. I mean, I, I don't think there's, but I mean, when you're talking, when you run on a campaign on drain the swamp, it's a, it's a curious pick to say that. He's not going to drain the swamp. For the, a lot of Republicans. No, no, Republicans no, aren't part of the swamp. No, uh, wait a minute. Come yes, on. They are. That was his whole case. <laughs> um, it, there's two things. First of all, I think the swamp he really is targeting, at least the one that, that connects with the American people, is the press. That's the swamp that he really targeted, yeah. was the press. Well, and, no, but, but the, I think that's true. Uh, partially. I, I think, though, Paul Ryan was a big part of that. That class of, you know, establishment Republicans was always a big part of that. Yes. Um, and it but was, as long as he's beating on the press... And he's getting through what he wants to get through. I think this is a very strategic move. The second thing is the press was the swamp. Yes, Paul Ryan and all that stuff um, was the swamp. At one time. They looked, I don't think they're the swamp anymore. No, I think, right if I may be really Machiavellian, not that anyone in this administration would be Machiavellian at all. No. But if I could be really Machiavellian, let's try to think like the Trump advisors might think. You want to drain the swamp. You want to get rid of them. There's two ways of doing it. One, take them on head on and go and be with their biggest enemies and take them on. 
However, their biggest enemies are also toxic to everyone else. Their biggest enemies, the establishment, Rand Paul, uh, Ted Cruz, um, uh, Amash. You know, you look at those Tea Party guys and you can side with them, but then you've got the government shutdown, you have a failed coup attempt of the Republican Party. Is it possible... By the way, those people are also the people that could run against me in 2020. Mm -hmm. So is it possible that the enemy of my enemy is my friend? And this time, the enemy of my enemy, the real enemy, because I've got a double enemy here. I've got the Ted Cruz's and the Justin Amash and the Mike Lee's who have never stood with me um, in any real meaningful way. Maybe they're my bigger enemy because Justin Amash could run for president in 2020. Ted Cruz could run for president in 2020. I certainly don't want to heighten them. I don't want to make them more important. I don't want them to grab the glory and the reins of the Senate because then they'll have something to hang their hat on. Again, I'm thinking Machiavellian. Mm -hmm. So why don't I use them as my enemy and befriend my other enemy and make the enemy of my enemy my friend and ride the Mitch McConnells who will never see me coming. And by the time I off their enemy, they're going to be so in my web that I've got them in a cocoon anyway. They're not going anywhere. That, that, that could well be, but that's exactly the swamp that we all hate. Right. right. It's just that whole convoluted uh, maneuvering in Washington. Oh, but what we all just always works out perfectly. Yes, always. every time, right? It might work out this time. But you know, this guy is good. At Obama this. did similar he things. Is good at this. When when he was elected, he he put. He, he, uh, you know, he hated Hillary. Look, you know he did. He made her you, Secretary of State, though. You know, so we never close. You know that the uh, the Jimmy Carters, the Bill Clintons, Bill Clinton is not a Marxist revolutionary. Hillary is more close to a Marxist revolutionary than yeah. Bill is. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a Democrat uh, that was in the Senate um, that was a real Marxist revolutionary back in the 80s. Do you? Ted Kennedy, he wasn't a Marxist revolutionary. No, He was just a big progressive, yeah. okay? Yeah. Look who is really running the Democratic party now look who has the real power the marxist Marxist revolutionaries revolutionaries do okay so they went in and made the enemy of my enemy friends they went in and said look buddy look everybody but joe lieberman will be be buddies with you come on we're on the same team let's fight Mm -hmm. and it was only joe lieberman really that that said wait a minute hang on just a second there's no place anymore for people like me look who's around me now it, it, it worked for them. Why wouldn't it work it, it, for it, Donald Trump? I think there's a lot of a lot of. I mean, Reagan and Bush got up past personal disagreements quite a bit, and and some ideological disagreements yes. as well. Uh, but I mean, Clinton and Obama, generally speaking, agreed 
I mean, they were their their fight was was more about personality and and power and power and things like that. Whether this person who had only been in the Senate for a few years can be president or should right. we go? You know, there was there was a different debate there. You know, there's a significant what we thought was a significant disagreement uh, between many of the people that uh, Trump is nominating and what he's actually saying he wants done. You know, so I mean, when you say drain the swamp, yes, okay, he can but, say it the but, media okay, so, all he wants. So let but. me just play devil's advocate here, because I mean, you're in Washington D.C. You got to get something done. You can either be um, the bully on the block, which I think a lot of people expected Donald Trump to be, and just be the guy who's like, I don't care. I'm going to the American people. I'm going over all of your heads, okay? Or you can be more strategic. And more Machiavellian and say, okay, how do I cobble together a coalition? That's the smart way to do it, is you cobble together a big enough coalition. Whose side can I bring in to be able to get the big things done? Because once I get a few big things done, if he passes a trillion dollar stimulus, we know from Barack Obama, all government starts to work for you. You're you're paying over a trillion dollars. You get a lot done. I mean, I I don't know that I'm criticizing this as a strategic move. I mean, I I wouldn't say if you want to pass a trillion dollar spending stimulus. Yes, of course, you hire the wife of the Senate majority leader. Yes, Yes. of course. Yes. I mean, it's a great strategy. I don't think that's what people who voted for Trump were looking for. I don't know. Per se. I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know either. I mean, but I don't I, know. If you I, listen to Stephen Moore, have you read what Stephen Moore is saying? Stephen Moore is, I mean, here's the guy who, who is a small government, you know, free market been, guy, um, started, well, not the American Enterprise Institute, but uh, what's the other one that he, he started? Uh, anyway, I'm not sure. He, he's, I mean, but he's, he's, he's he is, in all the conservative. Right. He uh, is a huge small government, free trade kind of guy. Yeah, his book, uh, Wealth of the States, I think it's yeah, called, uh, right. is a fantastic it's, book about how small government policies work better than big government. He's now pushing for a trillion dollars to me, package. He kind of, he's weird. He's saying, well, if the people want it, they should get it. I mean, I don't know if it's a good idea, but if the people want it, they should get it. It's because they think that now, he's, this time, right, this, this particular yeah, stimulus plan, where the money will go where it's supposed to go. Right. And so I, I say to you, to it's still the I government. Say, I say to you, though, go well. I'm not sure. It's not what I wanted, but I'm not sure the people who voted for Donald Trump are against the trillion dollar stimulus. Well, I mean, he no, campaigned not. on it, so they must be for right. it at some level. But, th- but I think the what I wasn't talking about that particular policy, I'm talking about sort of that we build coalitions by doing favors for people's wives. I mean, I thought that was the type of thing that, that the Trump that that was drain the swamp. Yeah, because if you look at swamp. what drain the swamp as a policy, he laid out. It was stopping lobbyists from uh, from getting work afterwards, stopping government favors, stopping foreign donations. That's uh, the way things get done. I, well, we're going to stop that. That was, you know, he, that's what he kept saying. I, I used to donate to these politicians. I know right. how this works. I'm going to be the one to stop it. And then he hires the wife of the Senate Majority Leader to pass a stimulus plan. Because it's I a little bizarre. I mean, I, I, I agree. But if you are voting for him, you want him to get things done. And if he's decided that's the best way to get things done. Oh, with the case you're presenting is if if you worship Donald Trump and you're going to say everything he does is good, then yes, everything he does is good. I mean, I agree with that stance. You're right. I mean, I think, though, there is a lot of people who voted for Donald Trump thinking, first of all, he's much better than Hillary Clinton. 
And second of all, he's going to, at the very least, he'll shake up Washington. And I might not get every policy I want, and I don't agree with him on everything, but at least he'll shake up Washington a little bit. I mean, so far, these picks, I think, to a lot of people's relief, have been very establishment picks. I will tell you, when I heard Mitt Romney's name, I was like, okay, all right. I mean, you know, and even John Bolton's name. Now, they're both radical ends of the spectrum, but... I was like, okay, well, we, I think all right, there's two good guys. Because he didn't put, like, Robert Spencer, the head of the alt-right thought. <laughs> right. Like, he didn't give him a job, right. which is nice. I think right. we all agree right. on that. Nice. But again, the, the Bolton one is another interesting thing. Bolton is a smart guy. Bolton is a guy who, you know... But he's a war guy. And he, is an anti- he is an anti-establishment guy in defense circles to some level because he's a little too hawkish. Yeah. He's a little too aggressive. He wrote in his own book that he was fr- frozen out of some of the Iraq war stuff because everyone was afraid he was going to be on the Cheney-Rumsfeld side rather than the Powell side, okay? He was on that side of that disagreement. Now, Powell was for the war, but they were afraid. I am convinced yeah, that this is o- he's only on that list, not seriously. You don't think he's going to get it? I don't. I don't think he's a serious contender. Um, I think he's only on that list because of the money. Mercer. Do you think Romney's a serious contender? Or, or is this all just a ploy to, to make it look like he considered everybody, including enemies, right. like Romney, because right. I'm a big enough man to do that, and then he just goes to Giuliani. Don't you think that's smart? Yeah, it's, it's smart. That's probably yeah. fine. And that's, yeah. you know, I mean, it, I think that's smart. Well, there's two, two different <laughs> ways is. to look at it. You know, because you also have, you have the Romney thing, maybe he's taking it seriously. He's trying, there's been leaks to the media from the Trump campaign saying Trump is the guy who wants Romney. Everyone else around him doesn't want Romney. Trump is the guy that wants Romney. Now, I think if you that fits into the idea that you're trying to make it look like Trump is the one really considering it. And maybe at the end he'll he'll you know what? Everyone around me convinced me it was not a good idea because the people voted for me for a different reason. You know, there'd be a way for him out of it. There's also the thing that people have floated. And it's it certainly fits with some elements of the Trump campaign that they just want to keep everyone that opposed him loudly. They want to they want to do the Lucy football thing and pull the football out as soon as they get close to getting the gig and embarrass the hell out of them and crush their hope and humiliate them. Um, I don't know if he's... I don't think that. I mean, he certainly has been that guy his whole life. I mean, look, I think even he, even he in his own books has talked about that. That, you know, you, you know, it's, it is doggy dog and you do what you have to do. And I don't know that he's doing that here. I hope um, not. I don't I don't, so. I kind of think he wants to give the impression that, look, I'm looking at everybody. And he may very well choose I think that's good. Because I would say before the campaign, or before he started naming these people, Romney was an absolute no. Though when you're picking the Senate majority's wife for the head of transportation, maybe Romney is a yes. Maybe all you're doing is building coalitions, and you're going to push these people into doing what, I mean, you're the president, you get to tell them to do whatever you want them to do. And maybe having establishment figures vouching for you rather than Steve Bannon is a positive. I think strategically, it makes a lot of sense to do these things. But... You know, Bolton is a perfect example. In 2015, this is him on the Iraq war. The thing Donald Trump said was the worst decision we've made in a century, basically. He said it was the most, big, the biggest disaster we've had in, in American history. George Bush was evil. Right. And a war criminal. Right. Well, hang on just a second. Those are two separate things. Don't agree with that. But can you name a bigger disaster than our Middle East post, uh, uh, posture of the last 15 years? 
Well, first of all, it other than our Middle East posture, it's in the been last the only years. <laughs> well, our economic posture has been pretty bad too, so it'd be tough to choose between. Right, not yeah, but I mean, they're. I mean, at least in the top five, yeah, it's. Been, I mean, it's been bad. Yeah. If 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 they would have conducted the war as we were told they were going to, if if it was yes. fought like World War Two to win and win quickly and and get the hell out, then that would have been great. And I'm not but trying. They don't do it that way and anymore. They and no. Trump won't either because nobody can anymore. And again, Bush wasn't the only thing we've had. Our, our big the big the headline story of the past 15 years is the Middle East. So I mean, but he was talking about the last hundred years. Yeah, I know. Um, and so you're going way back. Uh, to, there's been lots of stuff that have gone on over that period. And I'm not even trying to be critical of Trump's assessment of that. Like, I, I don't agree that it's the worst disaster, but who cares what I think? He's the president of the United States. He agrees that it's the worst disaster of the past hundred years. Why are you bringing in someone who still to this day, knowing the outcome of it, still thinks, it still thinks thing. it's the right thing to do? Bolton yeah. still to this day makes the right thing to do and said the people who say, oh, things would have been much better if you didn't overthrow Saddam miss the point. That, that person he's talking about is he's Donald president, Trump. Elect. Trump has said that exact thing. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not, I'm not criticizing his assessment of that story. Yes, you are. I mean, because that's trying. what you do, Stu. Yep. Here, let me here play, comes the let Trump bashing again. Let me, play, let me play devil's advocate here. Hmm. I can understand... Um, I can understand John Bolton's motivation and going in and saying, okay... Mr. President, you, you, Mr. President-elect, you don't understand the nuance of my position because leaving him in, it's not a vacuum there. So things would have changed this way and this way and this way. And if you could get Donald Trump to go, okay, I don't know if I agree with you, but I could, you could make that argument. You make that argument. But let's talk about where we go from here. And if there's agreement there, why not have... John Bolton. And on John Bolton's side, why, why wouldn't he, even if he disagrees with the president, unless it's vehement disagreement on the future, why wouldn't you get in there and say, look, I, I, can, I can help you drain the swamp. The real problem is the State Department. And I know where the bodies are buried at the State Department. And I got to clean that baby out. And we can really make some real changes because the real changes that what you're talking about what you talked about on the, on the road, on the campaign trail, was that we are interventionalists. And the reason why is because of this damn State Department. We wouldn't have been sitting in the situation in the Middle East had we not been interventionalists in the 1940s. But Bolton is an interventionalist. That's the problem. Okay, well, I'm, I mean, he, I'm trying. He doesn't I'm agree trying. with that assessment. I mean, and that's not, a, it's not a criticism of Trump or Bolton. It's just a matter of if you want to have people around you. I'm not saying you can't have disagreement. But that is a fundamental disagreement. People, Here. George Bush's brother came out in the campaign and said, I wouldn't, no. have, I wouldn't have gone into Iraq knowing what I know now. The, the, John Bolton said he still would. I'm going to give you a real life example out of politics on why that uh, is really important coming up uh, in just a second. First, let me tell you about American Financing. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Holidays are supposed to be a time of joy, but I know a lot of people for different reasons. It is a time of real depression. Uh, it, is, it is hard with memories. It is hard um, because there's so much pressure on it being the greatest. And especially if you are in debt, stop. You can get out of debt. Have you considered refinancing your home? 
Lowering your interest rate can save you as much as $500 to $1,000 every month. Then you can take that money and pay off those debts. American Financing's mortgage consultants, salary-based, they'll specialize in solutions. They are not counting commissions. 866-750-6551, AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, 866-750-6551. You're listening. You're listening. To the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The key to having a great day starts with having a great night's sleep, and I know because I have a Casper mattress. The Casper mattress was invented with two high-tech foams that give you all of the support that you need and guarantee that you get the best night's sleep ever. Time Magazine named Casper Mattress one of the best inventions of 2015. Casper ships for free in a box so small you won't believe it holds the actual mattress, making it simple to get from your front door to your bedroom. And you try it for 100 nights risk-free. They'll come and pick it up if you don't love it as much as I love mine. And they'll refund every single dime. Once you try it, you're never going to want to sleep on anything else. Having a great day by having a great night's sleep. Casper.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, $50 off the purchase of your mattress at casper.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Don't forget, $50 off the purchase of your mattress, casper.com slash Glenn. Terms and conditions do apply. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's really good to have a team of rivals together. But when it comes to the Secretary of State, we're dealing with such a volatile world. In the private sector, you don't put two pilots in the same cockpit that can't get together. It's the most dangerous thing you could do. Because when one says land and the other disagrees, it can kill everybody on board. Don't do that with the Secretary of State. The Glenn Beck Program. go out to the people in uh, Gatlinburg and uh, surrounding areas. There is a horrendous uh, fire going on. Um, And, uh, I mean, seeing the videos of the people that are escaping from their homes at night. I mean, fires, the whole area has been under a drought for so long now that it's just going up in smoke. So our hearts and prayers um, are are with the people um, that are affected by this, and um, especially this time of year, to lose your home and everything. I mean, it's bad at any time, but yeah, there, I mean, there's it's vi- bad. The, the videos. There was one video that I put on Facebook that someone had posted their like their escape video as they leave their house and they're driving down this road. I mean, it looks like it would be a hard road to drive down in at night, right. even in normal circumstances. But on both sides of them, is there's just at times a wall of fire. Imagine how frightening that is. 
that you're just you're trapped in the yeah. this what's happening in Israel too and you know who's doing it in Israel it's terrorists uh, that have set Israel uh, on fire and I you know with what we saw yesterday this is such an obvious tool oh, we don't know their motivation no I'm not saying uh, in either case really I mean Israel Ohio State, we don't know their motivation. Thank you. No, we don't understand. Thank you. We don't understand. I, you know, I was standing yes, in an airport last Somali night. Somali refugee, yes, he wrote down his motivation, apparently, on we don't know Facebook if, postings. Yeah, but... If, if, but what's the deeper message he was so, trying to send? I was standing in an airport yesterday, and I'm waiting to board a plane. And um, I'm hearing Wolf Blitzer basically say that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Um, and everybody's watching Wolf Blitzer. And I just, I look up and I hear him and, and he says, but we don't really know. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that feel, and I just went, oh, dear God. Everybody turned to me like, go. <laughs> just, go. <laughs> just do it now. Go. <laughs> Say it. We want to hear it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, I, I mean, we, we talked about this yesterday a little <clears> bit. <throat> um, but there was a report on CNN in which they're talking about how a woman in California, uh, because of the election, uh, for the first time decided to take off her headscarf because she was so intimidated by, uh, uh, because of people, I guess, from the Trump election uh, stance. Number one, it's interesting because we've been told since 9-11 that was their constant stance, that they were being discriminated against. And apparently that was all a lie. It only started now at the 2016 election. You know, um, you know what really bothers me is the... Uh, Miss Minnesota pageant. While the press is saying all this stuff about us, the Miss Minnesota pageant just happened, and the or the Miss Teen Minnesota, she was wearing a burkini. Nobody had a problem with that. You don't see anybody here. That we're the haters, right? Right. Nobody was having a problem with that. Okay, so she. You know what? You know what's crazy? If my wife. Would have, you know, entered the, you know, Mrs. America pageant and she was to do a swimsuit thing. She would wear, uh, you know, something less revealing. She would not wear a bikini. Mm-hmm. OK. If the press found out about that, they would say, I'm just me doing this monologue. My wife doesn't wear a bikini. She, and I would love her to. but We don't. We, it's our faith. Okay, she doesn't wear sleeveless dresses. It is almost impossible for her to go out and find a nice dress that has sleeves on it. We don't do that. The press and the left and the culture would mock me and ridicule me and my faith from now until the end of time. But someone can wear a burkini which we don't have a problem with. The average American doesn't really care. Mm-hmm. Wear what you want. Wear whatever you want. If that's what your religion says, okay. But the press makes it into such a brave and great deal. No, it's not. Why can't you write the story the way it should be written? Nobody cares. Yeah. Nobody cares. Why is it you hold up one and you tear down the other? I mean, listen to these quotes, though. Uh, I wanted to pray out in the open, but I was scared with everything going on in the media. I'm a Muslim. It's not what the media portrays me to be. 
if people look at me, a Muslim, praying, I don't know what they're going to think. What's going to happen? Oh, this is, but this I don't, is the guy. This is not the girl, right? Giving away the ending, but yes. Okay, yeah. uh, but I don't blame them. It's the media that put that picture in their heads, so they're just going to have at it, and it's going to make them feel uncomfortable. I was kind of scared right now, but I just did it. I relied on God. I went over to the corner, and I just prayed. Being portrayed as this, oh, gosh, you know, these horrible haters just can't look at these normal Muslims and be okay with it. As you point out, it's not, that's gonna, not the CNN story. That's the Ohio State guy who tried was, to stab the 11 people. This is the quote yeah. that Wolf said. Well, I mean, I mean, look and look how far he's been pushed. And that's when everybody at the airport looked at me like, <laughs> get him. Kill. Because of that. I, I'm listening to that. And I'm not, I, 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 I looked at my wife and I said, it's the same damn conversation on television that we have had since September 11th. The same yeah. conversation. How does this guy in August say, you know, I'm not a terrorist. I'm not a terrorist. And I don't like it when people look at me like I'm a terrorist. And by the way, he came, when did he come into the country? Two years ago? So I don't like it when people think that I'm a terrorist. He says this in August, yeah. but I'm just going to have faith in God. In December, he becomes a terrorist? Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello? People are a tad skeptical of uh Yeah, of just a tad skeptical. And it's funny because the CNN report goes on at the end to say um, she, uh, she had to take uh, self-defense classes. And, um, and she just wanted to have the basic human right that we, di- we guarantee in this country, freedom of religion. So they've discovered the First and the Second Amendment in <laughs> right. one story. Freedom of defense. Wow. And freedom, freedom of religion. religion. All of a sudden, they just love that constitution. That is the problem. Uh, this is the problem that I have had with the press um, recently. Because I'm really trying my hardest to, to counsel them not to make the same mistakes that I made. Don't do that. And I'm sitting down and I'm watching the Macy's Day Parade. And here comes everybody's favorite singer. Oh, she's a hit with the whole family. She's blah, blah, blah. I don't even know her name. And my wife says, you have got to be kidding me. And I said, what? Who is she? The donut licker. Remember her? Oh, yeah. Adriana. Yeah. Uh, she Grande licks. Yeah, Grande. She Adriana. licked the donut, put it up and said how much she hated the country. And that's what they get anyway. She was high, though, so. Yeah. All right. Okay. Imagine if I would have licked a donut in a store, licked it and said, you know what? They all voted for Obama anyway. That's what they get. I wouldn't be able to buy a postage stamp. No, you would not. I wouldn't be able to be to watch the parade in front of Macy. To be fair. She looks better than you. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yes. And that is the problem. Yes. The problem is you can't tell me. You, you know what America feels like? That we are in a, a, a relationship with an abusive parent. And the press is the abusive parent telling us to live our lives one way. Do as I say, not as I do. And when they want to say, look. I'm completely reasonable when I drink. That's what, You're not responsible, so you shouldn't drink ever. And I'm responsible. Yeah, Mom, that's because it's 5.30, and that's your first drink of the day. Let's check back with you at 11.30 and see how you're Let's see you at 7.30 and see if you can say that. 
No, no, no. That's when Mama's like, don't ever drink. Don't ever drink because you're just coming out of control. Don't do it. You wreck your life. It's horrible. The next day, the next morning, Mama's saying, don't you dare drink. You're irresponsible. That's the way I feel about the media. Do as I say, not as I do. And I, 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 for instance, the media made a big deal out of me saying that I support Black Lives Matter, the people, not the people who are running it, the, the, the leadership of Black Lives Matter. I support some of the people that feel like there is a real problem going on in their community that are not burning it down, are not chanting kill the police, have nothing to do with that, nor do they want anything to do with that. They just see a vehicle that is getting attention and they want someone to hear their cries for help. I agree with those people. I'll stand with those people, but not Black Lives Matter. Well, first, the media thanks to Breitbart uh, mainly, uh, but uh, the media takes my position and distorts it. Then when I say, no, 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 I don't agree with the leadership. Oh, well, you think that those guys are radical revolutionaries, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, have you read their stuff? Oh, okay, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist. Did you hear what Black Lives Matter said about Castro yesterday? Yes, in part they said... We're thankful that he provided a space where the traditional spiritual work of African people could flourish, regardless of his belief system. Uh, Rooted in collective vision, and when we bind ourselves together around quests for infinite freedom of the body and the soul, we will be victorious. As Fidel ascends to the realm of the ancestors, we summon his guidance, strength, and power. As oh my we recommit ourselves okay. to the struggle for you. All right, I got it. Freedom. I got it. Pick up the mantle. Unbelievable. Anti-capitalist, anti-West, oh, communist. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let me just Clearly. say this, first of all, to those supporters of Black Lives Matter who just want their voices heard because their community is on fire and they don't want cops dead They just want some help and someone to listen to them. You have to distance yourself every step of the way from the leadership of Black Lives Matter. You can't stand with them. You are standing with, I don't know who these people are, but they are anti-Israel. They are uh, pro-Castro. They are anti-American. They are... They're holding the banner of socialism, Marxism, communism. They are dangerous people. It's why I don't stand with the leadership of Black Lives Matter. But I do stand with anyone who says no one is listening to my community and I am disenfranchised. Stay away from these people. On the flip side, may I say to the right, please understand that there are people just like apparently there were people in the tea party that didn't believe in small government didn't believe in the constitution maybe they were there because of racism but they were a very small minority that we 
said didn't agree, didn't, weren't the real, they weren't even there, we said. We didn't even see them. There are a ton of people in Black Lives Matter that are not a part of this anti-Israel, pro-Castro, pro-socialism, anti-capitalism, anti-police movement. They just want their voices heard. The media will continue to try to keep us separated by blurring the lines of who you are and who they are. Disregard the media. Listen to people and take them for what they say because we're living in a time where you, the, 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 the real killers, the real anti-capitalists, the real communists, they're willing to say it all. Take them at their word. Stand with the people who just want to be heard and believe that all men were created equal and endowed by their creator with certain rights that no man can change. And now this, um, Goldline. The media has been telling you for a while now that the economy is fine. That's another thing I had a problem with the media. I've heard the media recently say, you know what, maybe we, maybe we have made a mistake. Maybe we have given the president too much rope. Maybe we didn't question enough. Maybe we should change that now. Oh, you think? And now you're going to do it. And maybe you'll go too far this time. And maybe in four or eight years, you'll think maybe we should give him a little more rope. <laughs> anyway, um, they've been telling you how good the economy is. No man can fix this economy. No matter. Donald Trump can be the greatest. It could be Jesus. Well, no, okay. Less, it could be St. Paul. <laughs> Jesus could fix it. I don't think any of the apostles could. Um, the economy is going to be um, told to you after, let's say, January 20th on how bad the economy really is and how bad the jobs numbers are and how bad things are going to get. First, don't let them spook you. Know the facts. It is bad. You've known that for a while. And no matter what happens, things are going to have to correct themselves, and that could be painful. I want you to please consider gold at Goldline, 1-866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Tomorrow I'm going to have a guest on. I'm going to talk about the cashless society that the media is not paying attention to. Cashless society, it's real. Protect yourself. Call Goldline, get all the important uh, risk information to find out if it's right for you. Goldline at 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. program so glad that you are here we didn't get to our daniel craig uh or our uh, sean connery argument but uh it's clear it is sean daniel connery. craig it's it's 
Sean Connery. That's clear, right? No, it's young. The young Sean Connery was an awesome James Bond. No. Awesome. He was. He was the best until Daniel Craig came along. And Daniel Craig Craig said, I'm not doing it. There's no amount of money that can make me uh, do another James Bond. Daniel, I would, if I were part of the Broccoli family, I would find that amount of money that I could offer you. And I think they keep going back and looking for that amount of money. I think they're going to. He just said recently that, like, oh, well, I'm not saying I'd never do it. (laughs) There is an amount of money. There is. There is an amount of money. There's just nobody better. Nobody better than Daniel Craig. I'm sorry. Roger Moore. Uh, Oh, have you watched one of those? Timothy Dalton. Right? What about Timothy Dalton? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.